Hallelujah. Angels bow before him. Hallelujah. And heaven and earth adore you. Praise God. Amen. It's so good to be in the house of the Lord again tonight. Thank you so much for praying for us. Amen. God got us back safe. Good good planning session and getting ready to move forward. Amen. So a little tired, but we just got home. So we're glad. God's good. Amen. So children are dismissed. Amen. We want to get right into our lesson tonight. Amen. We're talking about Christian soldiers and praise and worship. Amen. Amen. Why do you praise the Lord? Question, why do you praise the Lord? Anybody, why do you praise the Lord? You love Him. All the things He's blessed you with, so you praise Him because anybody else, come on. Saving me. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Anybody else? Brother DeMuth. Healing. Amen. Sister Barb. Amen. For the spirits of heaven is Brother Wayne. The rock is going to cry. Amen. I don't want no rock going to cry. Brother Dan. Amen. That's what we should do. Amen. Praise God. If we love him, then praise him. Amen. I will enter his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise, being thankful unto him and bless his name. For the Lord is good. His mercy is everlasting, and His truth endure to all generations. Amen. You can think of something to give God thanks for, I'm sure. If you wake up, <laughs> give Him thanks. Amen. That's what praise and worship is all about. You know, it, it must, as we were talking last week, praise and worship must become a habit. It must be something that we just get into the habit of doing and loving God. Amen. And praising Him. Amen. For all that He does for us and has done and is doing for us. Amen. So now last week we, we uh, was talking about the preparation of our worship. Amen. And number A on your paper there. Amen. Page 2. We was talking about preparation of our worship. Amen. And uh, it says, A, the practice of private daily devotion. We should not regulate worship to just Sunday. You know, some people say, you know, Sunday is the day that we go worship God. No. No. See, that's, that's why it's a 24-7. <laughs> you know, when I think of the goodness of Jesus. And all that he's done for me, I begin to cry out, hallelujah. And I thank God for saving me. Amen. We don't exalt one day above the other. Every day is a day of thanksgiving. Every day is a day of praise. Amen. Paul says, amen, that we should praise the Lord in everything. In 1 Thessalonians 5, 18, in 17 and 18, he says, And this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. And everything. Give thanks. For this is the will of God. You want to know what God's will is? Here it is. Give thanks. Be thankful. He knows what you're going through. He knows what you're facing. Amen. The scripture tells us to cast all our cares upon him, for he careth for us. Amen. 
Calvary speaks of his love. Amen. And so when we think about what Jesus has done for us and where he has brought us from, amen, we have to get into that habit, amen, of praising him continually, amen, because if we praise God, then we move to that plateau that we don't get overwhelmed. Amen. If you look at, I think, it's paragraph one, two, three, four, five. Paragraph five says on page three, if we focus on God by living in an attitude of praise and worship, daily stresses and worries will not overwhelm our hearts. Are you stressed? Are you worried? Do you not know, Isaiah says, right? Then Isaiah says in Isaiah 40, amen, he says, Do you not know, have you not heard that the everlasting God, the Father, he's not weary? He don't faint. So why are you weary? Why are you tired? (laughs) If God doesn't get that way, what are you doing? What's up? (laughs) Huh? Well, you got to get out of the flesh. We're told to walk in the Spirit so we do not fulfill the lust of the flesh, right? So come on. That's right. And he says, yoke up with me. My yoke is easy. He's the big dog. He's going to take the work, right? He will take the load. Amen. If you're tired, that means you're trying to carry this thing by yourself. Go ahead. But he woke up, didn't he? (laughs) But he woke up, right? (laughs) He got up. Amen. So praise God. So, so the thing is, is, is we should not allow the things of the world to cause us to stop praising God. See, we got to keep our focus on where we're headed. Amen. It would have been easy for Abraham and the forefathers to stop praising God when they was going through things in their lives. But we see they constantly build an altar. And so, therefore, we have to continue to worship. So it says our daily stresses and worries will not overwhelm our heart. See, so if I get into a habit of praising God from the rising of the sun until the going down of the same and everything giving thanks, amen, the, the worries and things are not going to b- pull me down. See? Last time I checked, the song says, For the God of the mountain is God in the valley. <laughs> Did not the psalmster say in Psalms 23, Even in the valley of the shadows of death, I will fear no evil. Why? He's with me. Thy rod and thy step, they comfort me. Surely, goodness and mercy will follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Amen. So we don't want to allow ourselves to be. And so now look, God has given you the answer to not being overwhelmed. See, as Sister Barb says, he's given us a garment of praise. For the spirits of heaviness. Look at Psalm 61 3. Psalm 61 3. I know she's going to probably put it up there anyhow. Okay. Psalm 
Amen. For thou has been a shelter for me. I meant, okay, a strong tower from the mine enemies. So what does that tell me? I can run into him at any time. That's why he says, come unto me, Matthew 11 and 28. Oh, ye that are weary and heavy laden. Amen. And what will happen? I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart. Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. For I am meek and lowly in heart, and you shall find rest unto your soul. What did Isaiah say in Isaiah 26? For with stammering lips, I mean, it's 28, 11, and 12. He says, with stammering lips, Isaiah 28, 11, 12. He says, with stammering lips and another tongue, will I speak unto my people. Watch verse 12. To whom he says, this is the rest. <laughs> Wherewith you may cause the weary to rest, and this is the refreshing. He's talking about the Holy Ghost. See, the Holy Ghost is the rest. He will give you that refreshing. He will bring that, that anointing upon you. This is why Peter says in Acts 3.19, he says, I'll let her get it up there for you. Repent! <laughs> Therefore, and be converted that your sins may be when the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. He wants you to be refreshed. That's what the Holy Ghost is, the refreshing. Look at Jeremiah 12, I meant 2.13. Jeremiah 2.13. I'm feeding you with good things so you used to be used like the eagle, right? For my people have committed two evils. What'd they do? they forsaken me. And the fountain of living waters and hold themselves out cisterns, broken cisterns that can't hold water. Don't go from God. <laughs> Run to Him. Amen. Isaiah 55 1 says, Oh! Turn to somebody and says, Oh! Oh! Whoa! Ho, 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 ho! Y'all be saying that pretty soon. Oh, ho, ho, ho. Everyone <laughs> that thirsted, what are you going to do? Come ye to the waters. And he that have no money, come on by and eat and drink and the milk and without money and without price. Come on and eat. John seven thirty seven. John 7, y'all finding this in Scripture, highlighting this stuff, right? So you can go find it next tomorrow when you need it. In the last day, the Gospel of John, chapter 7. Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In the last, verse 37, 737, John 7, right. 737, like a jet in there. 
Oh, that was 747, wasn't it? <laughs> there's a 737. There's Yeah, 737. Think about that. It'll lift you out of here. Those, those Pratt and Whitley engines. Amen. In the last day, that great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried and says, If any man thirst, are you thirsty? He says, Let him come unto me and drink. For out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this spake he of that verse 38. But this spake he of the Spirit. The day to believe on him shall receive. Because Jesus was not yet glorified. But he's glorified. So you can drink. You can drink. Amen. Come to the waters. Amen. He don't want you to be overwhelmed. See, now look at Isaiah 61.3. Isaiah 61.3. You there? Everybody there? Come on, sword drill. <laughs> Isaiah 61.3. To a beauty the ashes, the joy of oil or mourning. He will turn your mourning into... Michaela, you know how to square dance? You know how to do the lecture slide? Polka. Okay. He will turn your mourning into dancing. Let me see a step. <laughs> Amen. He will turn your mourning into dancing. Notice the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they may might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. See? See, God wants you to be strong. See, that's why I'm in Psalms 1. says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standing in the ways of sinners, nor sitting in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in the law that we meditate day and night. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that bring forth fruit in his season his leaves shall not wither and whatsoever he do it shall prosper amen so whatever you do you got to be planted beside god he's giving you a garment a praise lift up your holy hands that hang down in, in the sanctuary and praise the lord Amen. Clap your hands, all ye people, Psalms 47, and shout unto God with the voice of triumph. Psalms 150 says, praise you, the Lord. Praise God in his sanctuary. Praise him in the firmaments of his power. Praise him for his mighty acts. Praise him for his excellence, greatness. Praise him, amen, with the sound of the trumpet. Praise him with the psalmsters and harp. Praise him with string in the timbrel and dance. Praise him with string instruments and organs. Praise him upon the loud cymbals. Praise him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let everything... That have breath, praise the Lord. Praise you, the Lord. Praise you, Lord. Amen. 
Amen. Notice. Everything. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Get in the habit. As long as you got breath, praise the Lord. Look at Hebrews 11. I mean, yeah, 13, excuse me, 13.50. Hebrews 13.50. By him, Jesus Christ, therefore, let us offer the sacrifices of praise to God continually. Continually. <laughs> continually. Last time I checked the meaning of the word continually, it means continually. <laughs> That is, with the fruit of our lips, giving thanks to his name. <laughs> Amen. With your lips, with your mouth, open your mouth. That's what the scripture is saying. <laughs> it says, open your mouth and praise God. Amen. Look at Psalms 51. Everybody with me? You hanging out with me tonight? All right. Amen. We're going to drop down to about verse, I think, 11. I'll pick up at verse 11. Amen. Cast me not away from thy presence, and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation, and uphold me with thy... See, you can't buy the Holy Ghost. It's free. (laughs) It's a free gift. Free spirit. Then when I teach transgressors away, and sinners shall be converted for thee, to thee. For deliver me from blood glitters, O God, that of my salvation. What's going to happen? My tongue shall sing aloud of thy righteousness. Verse 15. O Lord, open these lips of mine. <laughs> what am I going to do? <laughs> I'm going to shout out praise. <laughs> Because somebody says, because he saved me, amen. So as long as he can let me open this thing, I'm going to praise him. I'm going to magnify him. As long as I got lips, amen, and a tongue, I'm going to sing of his righteousness. I'm going to sing his praise. In other words, I'm going to tell of the goodness of Jesus every day that I can, amen. I'm going to live. I'm going to shout, amen. See, God don't want you to be overwhelmed. That, Christians has no business being overwhelmed. I told you last week, I'll let you stay down for two days. The third day, you got to get up. Jesus rose on the third day. <laughs> so you, you got to get up on the third day. You know, you, you just can't stay down. You got to get some praise going on. And now that you know that he's giving you a garment of praise for the spirits of heaviness and the things you go through, shout it out. You know that commercial? You remember that commercial? You go to the store, you buy shout. Get the tough stains out and all that stuff. You know, shout it out. When you're going through stuff, just shout it out. 
forever God you are God. Lord, you said in your word to cast all my cares upon you. And I care, Lord. Here they are, God. You just begin to praise them because I know you're going to do it. Amen. You follow David's example when he was running across the battlefield. That's why he wrote all those Psalms. He says, Psalm 3 says, Lord, how increased are they that trouble me? Many there be which rise up against me. Many there be which saith of my soul, there's no help for me in God. He says, but God, you are a shield for me. You are the glory. You are the lifter up of my head. I cried unto the Lord with my voice. He heard me out of his holy hills. I lay me down and I slept. I wait for the Lord sustain me. I will not be afraid of 10,000 of people which has set themselves against me round about. Arise, O Lord, and save me, for thou hast smitten all my enemies upon the cheekbone. Salvation belong to you and your praises is a, your blessings upon your people. Think about it. Think about it. Amen. Praise Him. Get into the habit. You can stay down there if you want to, and guess what? He's going to leave you right down there. He ain't gonna, you know, He's going to leave you right there because He's already given you everything you need to be successful. The Holy Ghost brought everything you need to be successful. That's why Hebrews 6 says, Beloved, I am persuaded. Hebrews 6, 9 says, Beloved, I am persuaded of better things of you, things that accompany salvation, though we thus speak. For God is not unrighteous to forget your works and labor of love, which you have shown to his name, and you have ministered to saints that do minister it. And we were desired that every one of you did show the same diligence unto the fullness of the hope that's set before you. Amen. Everything you need came with the Holy Ghost. You know why? Because the Holy Ghost is God. You ain't going to get anything bigger than God. It's in you. He told you I'm going to be in you. I won't leave you. I won't forsake you. I'm as close as the mention of my name. So as soon as you say, Jesus, demons tremble, James says. He says, you believe there's one God? The devils believe and start trembling. So when you lift up the name of Jesus, everything is there. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord strong and mighty, the Lord mighty in battle. Lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be ye lifted, you everlasting doors, and the King of glory shall come in. Who is this King of glory? The Lord of hosts. He's the King of glory. Psalms 24, you can read it. Amen. That's where it is all at. Come on, you got to get this thing. He don't want you to be overwhelmed. The world, the enemy of your soul, he wants you to be down. He wants you to stay down. Amen. He knows because if you stay discouraged, if you stay down, you start leaning to your own self. You start walking in the flesh. But we're commanded, this I say, walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh and so all that came with the holy ghost amen worship and praise amen it's so that we do not become overwhelmed more than the mere words that are spoken true worship is a daily walk with the lord just like reading your bible 
just like witnessing, just like going to school, just like getting up and going to work. It's all part of daily life. It's part of your life. <laughs> kind of like they said in the military, part of your benefits, part of your life. <laughs> hey, man, you got to get in the habit. It's got to become a part of you. You Christian. Amen. And so this is why we worship God. Praise ye the Lord. Praise ye the Lord. Did you know if you move the O out of worship and put an A, what do you have? Your worship. And when you see a warship, what is it capable of doing? Destroying the enemy. It got everything on it to defeat the enemy. Amen. And you know what's out front of it? A big piece of iron that hangs underneath that comes up like this, and it's called what? An anchor. (laughs) And so as long as that anchor is capable of holding that ship in place, Hebrews 6, 13 says, we have what? An anchor of the soul, which is both sure and steadfast. Jesus ain't going nowhere, folks. <laughs> You're a warship. You are a chosen generation. Amen. You are a peculiar people. You are supposed to be loaded for battle. <laughs> Put on the whole armor of God that you're able to stand against the wiles of the devil. But we wrestle not against flesh and blood. 2 Corinthians 10.3 says, Though we walk in the flesh. Okay. Which hope, there's this, which hope we have, Hebrews 6.19. We have a hope, what? Of this anchor of the soul. Both sure and steadfast. Which entered into the veil. Even Jesus made a high priest of ever after the order of Melchizedek, right? Amen. So Hebrews, I meant Second Corinthians ten three. Praise the Lord. For though we walk in the flesh, see you're in the flesh, okay? As long as you're here, you're walking in this mess, <laughs> okay? <laughs> so now what you've got to learn how to do is control it, see? Something's inside of you, some dynamo, right? <laughs> Dynamite. <laughs> but though we walk in the flesh, we don't war after the, the flesh, see? The weapons... A warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty through God, through the pulling down of strongholds, casting down imaginations, never high thing that exalted itself against the knowledge of God, and bring it into captivity to the obedience of Christ. See, we got to start bringing those thoughts under the Word of God. You've got praise. You've got the Word. These are your weapons. The Word of God, Hebrews twelve fourteen says, is Hebrews four twelve. Excuse me. For the Word of God is quick, is powerful, 
is sharper than any two-edged sword, piercing even to the dividers of thoughts and intents <laughs> and thoughts. And, man, whoa. Dividing as under to the spirit of joint <laughs> discerning. Okay, you can read, right? <laughs> I get it in a minute. It'll get back to me. Amen. But notice, this, the word of God's quick. This is why you got to hide it in your heart. This is why you got to have some daily devotion and reading the word of God. I don't care if all you know is Jesus wept. You know, <laughs> shortest verse in the Bible. You know, at least you got some word in you. You know, so it's quick because if you say Jesus wept, you just mentioned the name of Jesus. So you should be getting up. <laughs> Amen. See, it's quick. It's powerful. So you got the word of God. Amen. You got the helmet of hope. You do believe, don't you? Amen. The helmet of salvation represents the helmet of hope. You know. So you 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 you've got to believe you're going to a better place. You got to believe God's coming to get you. Right. Amen. So you got a heaven of hope. You, you know you got a breastplate of righteousness. You got a shield of faith. Your feet is shod with the gospel, the preparation of peace. Amen. You got on the lawns. You girt about with truth, the word. Right. So you got your weapons. You got everything you need to be successful. You remember what the Lord told Joshua, right? In Joshua 1, he says, don't ever let the word depart out of your mouth and everything you do be successful. He's given us everything we have need of. He don't want you to be down. See? Because you're supposed to represent him. You're a tree. Right? See? Because he is the true vine, John 15, and you are the branches. See? Where does the fruit grow? On the branches. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, compassion, grace, mercy, all those things. Right? It grows on you. So if you walking around, <laughs> praise God. If you wilted, as he said, I don't think people going to find anything on you. See? That's why you've got to be alive. That's why he says, stay planted by the water. See? Stay planted by the rivers of water. Look at Ezekiel 47. Ezekiel 47, verse 1. Ezekiel says, and he brought me to the house of the Lord. Right? Oh, I get you. And afterwards, he brought me to the house of the Lord. Lord, And behold, waters were coming out from under the altar. Amen. And they thrust out the house of eastward, and the forefront of the house stood towards the west. The house is always pointing to the east. Let's see, when the sun comes up, you got to be ready to praise the Lord. <laughs> Amen. Amen. And the waters came down from under the right side of the house. And the south side 
of the altar. Verse 2. Then brought me here out of the way of the gate northward and led me about the way without unto the other gate by the way that looked eastward. And behold, there ran water out of the right side. Verse 3. And when the man that had the line in his hand went forth eastward, he measured a thousand cubits, and he brought me through the waters. And the waters was at my ankles. Again, he measured a thousand, and he brought me through the waters, and the waters was at my knees. Again, he measured a thousand, and he brought me through the waters to the lawns. And afterwards, he measured a thousand, and it was a river now that I couldn't pass over. For the waters was risen, waters to swim in. Anybody need to like to swim? <laughs> I, think Mike, I think Mike Perky says, you know, you need to get on out here in the deep water. <laughs> you got to get tired of that shadow stuff. It's time to get in some deep waters. Stop tiptoeing through the water. Get in the deep stuff. <laughs> get in the stuff you can swim in. Get in the stuff where you lose yourself in the Holy Ghost. <laughs> That's what he's saying here. Get out in the deep stuff. You can't swim in water to your ankles. That's just like those fools trying to say that God, you know, that the, the children of Israel crossed the Red Sea in ankle-deep water. And, and then they say, you know, and they don't believe that God drowned the, the red uh, Egyptians. In the Red Sea, they tried to say, oh, they were just shadow water, and they walked across that spot. Yeah. You need to, you need to, you need to get into deep stuff. When is the last time you just got lost in God? You know, when you learn how to swim, that's what they tell you. They throw you in deep water, and either you learn or swim, right? <laughs> That's sink or swim. Yeah. You know, when I was in the Army, they, we'd do drown proofing. You remember that stuff? They'd throw you off the end, deep end of the pool. You either learn how to swim or you drown until right. they give them and get you. Right. <laughs> you know, but, but notice what he said. We, we got to get what God is wanting us to do is get in this thing deep. Start praising God. Don't worry about who's around you. Get in it deep and worship God. Get lost in the Spirit. You're worshiping Him because He's your God. He's your Savior. All these great things He has done for you, you are giving Him praise. You are giving Him thanks. Don't worry about anybody else. If you're worrying about somebody else, you know where you are? You're in the shadow. I'm going to praise him just a little bit so don't be to think something crazy, you know. You know? I'm going to lift this hand today because that's at my knees. I'll move my knees back and forth like this, you know. But no, get all the way in. Get in the deep stuff. You ever see a throw a dog off the, shit, off the edge? What does he do? Where do you think they got dog paddle from? You know, he's trying to get back to shore, right? When is the last time you just lift your hands? I, I can remember the first time I got saved, came to church. 
It's apostolic message. I was standing there, and some the pastor says, lift your hands. I got my right hand, man, this hand went, shh. I jerked that thing down, boy. I said, what in the world was that? I had never felt nothing like that, you know. And then the next time, he says, come on, everybody lift both hands. I got about right here, and both of them went, <laughs> going, oh, my. And then all of a sudden, something jerked them up here like this. I'm going, ah, ah, ah. That's, that's getting in there real deep. <laughs> that's what God desires us, to get in this thing deep, because he's given us this garment of praise for the spirits of heaviness. See? Because most people, when they're down, they keep their hands down. And God wants you to lift up holy hands and praise the Lord. He's given us a garment of praise. It must be a part of our daily worship. Amen. We have got to be that ship, that warship. Amen. True worshipers, John 4, 24. True worshipers shall worship the Father in spirit and in truth. Amen. For the Lord seeks us to worship him. Amen. We know truth. We want to know truth. Jesus says, I am the way. I am the truth. I am the life. So if we know him, then we know who we're worshiping. See? And spirit and in truth. Hallelujah. Be that worship. Amen. We have to grow in the grace and knowledge of God. If we would get a heart of generosity and gratitude, we can easily worship God. Think about that. If we get a heart of generosity and gratitude, we can easily worship God. Amen. The blessings will continue to flow. Amen. Psalms 118, verse 19 through 24 there on your paper. says, Open to me the gates of righteousness, and I will go into them. At the bottom of verse 3. And I will go into them, and I will praise the Lord. This gate... Of the Lord into which the righteous shall enter, I will praise thee, for thou hast heard me and art become my salvation. The stone which the builders refuse has become the headstone of the corner. This is the Lord's doing, and it is marvelous in our eyes. This is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. This is the day. See, y'all just thought we was making up words, didn't you? See, this is scripture. See, that's what he's giving you everything in the word. <laughs> See, God is giving you everything. So you learn to sing the word of God. You know, as you sing the word of God, you're, you're learning the word of God. This is why Paul told the church at Colossus. He said, sing to yourself psalms and hymns and spiritual songs. Singing and make melody in your heart unto the Lord. See, you're singing to God. Amen. Whatever, whatever lyrics you make, whatever you, how you want to sing it, you sing it because you're praising Him. You know, if it's on an instrument, if you're, you, if you're the drummer, you're praising, you're, you're praying to God. If you're the keyboard player, you're playing to God. 
whatsoever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. So no matter what you are doing, if you're teaching Sunday school, do it in the name of the Lord. If you're cutting the grass, do it in the name of the Lord. If you're cleaning the bathroom, do it in the name of the Lord. If you're serving, do it in the name of the Lord. Whatever you do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks unto his name. Amen. That's all part of our praise package. Amen. Number B on your paper there. The expectancy in corporate corporate worship. When we come together to worship, the Spirit of God is present to edify and meet the needs of His people. Worship involves both the worshiper and the recipient of worship. Notice, it requires you and requires God. So since you know what you're worshiping, you should know he's there. See? Psalms 50:23 says, "Whoso offereth praise, glorifieth me." And to him that ordered his conversational right, will I show the salvation of God. You want to know you want God's salvation? You want God's delivering power? Just praise him. He'll show it to you. He'll give it to you. He'll bring you out. Amen. When Zion Travell, <laughs> if he says, I'm going to turn your morning into dancing, that means you got to get some praise on. Amen. I want to dance with you like nobody's watching. Nobody's watching. Dance with you, my Lord. I'm not holding anything, anything back. I will worship you with all that I am. Right, Michaela? You know that song? I'm not ashamed to shout out the name of Jesus, Jesus. I'm not ashamed to cry out the name of the Lord. Amen. We'll sing that someday. Amen. (laughs) But think about it. Amen. We come together. Amen. In the presence of Jehovah. Amen. We come to worship him. See, that's why when the children of Israel was into his presence, that's why they say, I will enter his gates with thanksgiving. Amen. When two or three comes together, God says, I'm in the midst of you. Amen. So we got to be involved, the worshiper and the recipient which is of our worship, which is Jesus Christ. Amen. That's why they always built an altar to the Lord. When the congregation worship and magnify God, His glory and presence empower the assembly. See, when, that's why we want everybody to praise God. You know, you praise him because of what he's done for you. I'm praising him for what he's done for me. Amen. And as a result, when everybody together is praising the Lord, look what happens. Amen. Second Chronicles 5, verse 11 through 14 on your paper there. Amen. And it came to pass when the priest was come out of the holy place, for all the priests that was present were sanctified. Amen. All the priests. Everybody say all the priests. All the priests. 
See, you have chosen a royal, okay? See, so you're a priest. You're going to be a kings and priests in the earth. That's what the Lord says, okay? He fills you with his spirit, so that makes you kings and priests in the earth. What was the job of the priests? What was determine what was holy, what was unholy, what was clean, what was unclean, and to keep the house. <laughs> you are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Which temple you are, you are not your own. You were brought with the price. So you got to take care of the temple. Amen. All right. It's because you are temple of worship. Amen. For the priest that was present was sanctified. Paul said to the church at Corinth, he says, For you are washed, but you are justified. You are sanctified in the Lord God and the Jesus and by the Spirit of our God, right? Second, First Corinthians 6, 9, 11 and 12, right? All right, so you're, you're sanctified. And then did not then wait by course. Also the Levites, which were the singers, all of them of Asaph and Hermon and Judith, with the sons and their brethren, being arrayed in white linen, which is righteousness, having cymbals and psalmstries and harp, stood at the east end of the altar, and with them a hundred and twenty priests sounded with trumpets, and it came even to pass as the trumpeters and the singers were as, as two. There's as one, right? I'm a one God, holy. <laughs> Amen. They're one, right? We become one in Christ. This is what he's saying. We're one in Christ. Everybody was one. The children of Israel had the same, Paul says, when you look at 1 Corinthians 10, he said they was all baptized to Moses in the cloud in the sea. They all had the same manna. They all had the same meat. All of them ate quail and all of them ate manna, right? They was all one. Amen. When you come into church, there's only one church. Amen. You're either in or you are. <laughs> Get in. This ark is bound for glory. <laughs> Amen. Praise God. Where was I at here? Amen. And the cymbals and the sumptuaries and the harps stood at the east end of the altar with them. 120 priests sounded with trumpet. And it came to pass as the trumpeters and the singers was one to make one sound to be heard in praising and thanking the Lord. And when they lifted up their voice with the trumpet and the cymbals and the instruments of music and praised the Lord, said, For he is good for his mercy and do it forever, that then the house was filled with a cloud, even the house of the Lord, so that the priest could not stand the minister by reason of the cloud, for the glory of the Lord had filled the house 
of God. Amen. And that's what our service should be. We come together in one mind and one accord to praise and give him glory. And when we get in this thing together, the glory of the Lord descends. Amen. As he told Solomon, I will put my name upon this house. And if my people, which are called by my name, will humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then will I hear from heaven and forgive them of their sin and I'll heal the land. Amen. We have to get into this one mind, one accord. Amen. Sing a praising God. Hallelujah. Enter his gates. The gates that the righteous shall enter. Come on in. Amen. When the when he was pierced in his side, the veil was rent from top to bottom to give you free access to the holy of all. You don't have to stay outside in the court. Just enter the courts with praise and come on in and go straight to the altar that you can find help in the times of need. Amen. And begin to just worship him and exalt him and magnify him. As we sing praise and worship him, his presence fill the atmosphere because each believer brings God with him. Hallelujah. Praise God. That's why when you look at Isaiah 6, Isaiah says, those angels was hollering, holy, holy, holy is the Lord of hosts. The whole earth is full of his glory. Amen. Worship God. He don't want you to be down. Amen. He wants you to be exalted. He wants you to be lifted up. Amen. He's giving your garment of praise for the spirits of heaviness. Amen. When we read scripture, we see that Jesus, amen, he can't hold back. When you worship him. Amen. Go to Matthew 8 real quick. We got two fast. I got two minutes. Matthew 8, verse 1 through verse 5. Matthew. First book in the New Testament. Matthew chapter 8. Amen. When he was come down from the mountains, great multitude followed him. And behold, there came a leper. And what did he do? Uh-oh. Uh-oh. We got a problem here, Houston. Because all the lepers were supposed to cry, unclean, unclean. See, the leper was not supposed to get close to anybody. He was supposed to holler, unclean. See, because he was considered foul and filthy and diseased. And... It was, he hollered unclean so that other people would not come close to him. But this guy violated all principles and protocol. (laughs) He says, I'm not going to tell him I'm unclean. I'm going to worship. So he came to worship. Amen. And he says, Lord, if thou will, thou can make me clean. Now, Jesus violates all protocol. <laughs> he just reached out and touched him. said, I will. Can you imagine what the crowd did when Jesus did that? Oh! Amen. Hey, if, if you're going to be like Jesus, you got to touch some unclean folks. Got to get off your high horse. <laughs> 
<laughs> you got to come on down and start hugging the wino. <laughs> you got to come on down and start hugging the homosexual. <laughs> you got to get rewritten to touch some unclean folks if you're going to be like Jesus, if you're going to heal somebody. Amen. Praise God. Amen. And immediately, this leprosy was cleansed. Amen. He'll do it. Notice, it all started with one thing. Worship. You want to be delivered? Worship. That's what the psalmist says. Who so often praise, glorify me. To him to order his conversation right, I'm going to show the salvation of God. He's going to cleanse him. He's going to bring him out of that thing that he's in. He's going to deliver him. He's going to set him free. It all starts with worship. Amen. That's what you're going to, going to have to do. See, when they start worshiping God, this is why we've got to love people. By this shall all men know you are my disciples if you have love one to the other. So as you love people and they come into the place where God can touch them and they begin to worship him, amen, and they begin to cry out to him, amen, Jesus, thy son of David, have mercy on me. See, when they said that, think of all the people that was around Jesus. Probably had all kinds of problems, all situations. As soon as the blind man says, Thy son of David, have mercy, Jesus has to stop. You know why? Because Psalm 62 says, God is not only the God, but he's the God of mercy. See? That's why it was called the mercy seat. (laughs) And you need mercy. He says, Come unto me. And I'm going to give you rest. See? So as he worshipped him, Jesus responds. He's, he's not going to turn you away when you worship him. That's why look at the Syrophoenician woman. Amen. In Matthew 15, verse 21 through 28. Matthew 15, 21 through 28. This will be the last scripture. Man, that two minutes went quick. That, the devil turned that clock. You <laughs> <laughs> then Jesus went thence and departed and came to the coast of Tyre and Sidon. Amen. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out the same coast and cried unto him, said, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thy son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with the devil. Verse 20. But he answered her not a word. Hmm. And his disciples came and besought him and said, Send her away. But she cries death for us. But he answered and said, I'm not sent but to the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Then she came, she and worshipped him. Said, Lord, help me. But he answered and said, It's not me to take the children's bread and cast it to the dogs. And she said, Truth, Lord. Oh, she calls him Lord. (laughs) She's worshiping. She knows who she's worshiping. (laughs) 
True worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and in truth. She says, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is your faith. Be it done unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole that very hour. Worship. Just worship the Lord. Hallelujah. I worship you, almighty God. There is none like you. 